All right. Welcome back to the Built by Bailey's podcast. We are here sitting excited. I am apologize right now. I've actually I'm two coffees deep here. and I don't usually drink more than one cup. So uh, I got a little adrenaline pumping, which is going to be fun for these two characters. Uh, Evan, how you doing, buddy? Good. Coming yeah. from knee surgery, doing all right. Yeah, we'll talk about your your yeah. knee surgery in, in a minute as well. Um, but yeah, we're excited. We're back with another episode of Built by Bailey's podcast. I want to say uh, thank you real quick to Confluence SBC co-working space in Boulder County. They've got uh, anything you are looking for in the world of virtual office now. Or if you need an office, they have those as well. They're, I believe, as Tom Hardy's told me, they do have some leases coming up. Um, Check the website, though, confluencesbc.com for all of your co-working needs. Phenomenal building. It's where we started our podcast back in the day, and it's, uh, it's a great place. So shout out to Tom. Also want to thank Brian Scott of 6ix9ine Design. Of course, he's done the logo. The logo. Uh, he does all kinds of phenomenal stuff. Graphic design. Sticker game is all locked up with Brian Scott. Um, he's a super, super talented guy. Love Brian. And a nice uh, guy. And he's also a very he's nice, a nice guy. guy. He certainly yeah. is a nice guy. Yeah. We love yeah. Brian. Yeah. But with that being said, we have on the show today, and I've been actually pretty hyped to get this guy on for a while. We had yet another cancellation of screwing around with everybody's schedule these days is fun. But uh, I wanted to have this guy on, and it just happened that uh, he said yes sooner than later. Zach, welcome to the show. What's Zach up, is... Zach is, uh, make sure I get this right. You are now a seven figure eBay seller. Is that correct? Yeah. Nobody knows what that means. Um, (laughs) anyone over the age of 30 is like, "Hmm." anyone's like, well, seven figures of what, but I'll just real quick say Zach is killing it. He is 22 years old. Um, he, you can see behind him, he's got, um, a, a plethora of stuff (laughs) (laughs) and he is killing this online e-commerce game right um and i know that especially in the last year or so people are wondering how the hell else can i make money um everyone can relate to this on some level they've either lost their jobs been a furlough whatever and uh he's one of the guys and i'm gonna call you a kid man i apologize but compared to us you were a kid um, he's one That's of these fine. kids <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> sure. that is making a lot of money being successful. Um, I, his story is, is one I wanted to tell, uh, obviously he's going to tell it, but, uh, I'm excited to have him on. Welcome to the show, bud. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And where are you on. at Zach? Tell everybody where you're at. Um, I'm in, uh, I'm in, uh, America, New York, Long Island. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we were just talking about this, uh, but uh, set you up here a little bit um, with the pandemic. I mean, almost everything you buy now comes to your doorstep. So oh, yeah. I would imagine, you know, between Amazon and eBay or Etsy and um, and a lot of people working from home and stuff like this. So I think this 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 is a pretty good topic to to discuss, you know, and certainly on the Built by Bailey's podcast, we want to talk about people who are building things, whether that's, you know, tangible like houses or alternative construction or businesses or uh, building wealth, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you're a perfect example mm-hmm. um, of, of what we like to discuss. So why don't you tell, we were talking about a little bit for the podcast, but why don't you rehash again how you got into this um, and yeah, take it from there. Tell us how you got into this. Yeah, so um, mainly, uh, 
I came back from my sophomore year of college. I my first year of college, I went to community college uh, just in my town. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went away to school at in uh, Buffalo, uh, University of Buffalo, and um, let's just say I had a little too much fun. And <laughs> one year As was we enough. All did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and one year was enough. And then um, I came home from that and just knew school wasn't for me. Started working at this uh, wing place just in the next town over. And um, yeah, this place called Wing Zone. And I was working there like six days a week. And like I was killing it. Like like I always just like work mad hard. But I was just like, this this can't be it. Like <laughs> I was like thinking like five, ten years down the line. I was like, we got to do something. And then so I was just I was always just like on Instagram, like looking at like those ads of those kids, like in Lambos or like right. doing a 50 K and Shopify a month. And I was just like, what are they doing? Like, there's yeah. no way that's real, but like, there's some, there's gotta be something else out there that I can <laughs> yep. find. And like, I followed Gary V like uh-huh. heavy at the time. Mm-hmm. And this was like a uh, 2017, 2018 ish. Okay. And he was big into like the uh, the flip challenge he had. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 the flip garage, challenge. Yeah. The garage sale flips. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was just watching that shit. And um, oh, can I curse? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, right, you right, can. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, so I was just watching that, and I was like, bro, I could do that. And like, I knew my dad sold on eBay a little bit. So I was just like, how, like, I could do this. Like, I was watching, like, him literally just go to garage sales, cop things for a couple of dollars. And I started, like, just following different people on Instagram and on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then I just started doing it, going to thrift stores and garage sales every single solitary day. Like, when I wasn't working, I'd be at a thrift store or something, listing something. And, I got Macklemore uh, in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, um, it just like took over like Wing Zone. I started like making as much as I was making at Wing Zone. And then I was thinking like, damn, like if I could put all the time I'm putting into Wing Zone into this, right? like the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. And... How fast was some of that initial turnaround stuff? So when you were um, when you were going to a thrift store and you saw something and you're like, all right, this is, I know I can buy for X, sell for Y, all right? So obviously you have to spend your own money to buy it in the beginning. Right. But how fast were you, like, I'm trying to think of how to word this question. You couldn't just stock up on everything, right? You had to you kind of had to play this little game of like buy and sell, buy a couple things and sell until it got bigger. Is that right? Almost like just in time inventory. If you don't know what that yeah. is, it's yeah. Kind of buy just enough to be able to get it back out the door quickly. Right. Sort of. Yes. So what was happening with the garage sales and the thrift stores max in the beginning, when I first, first started, like I made it a thing, like max, I was paying for something was a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. So I was kind of loading up on inventory for okay. like like I wasn't going like now I kind of buy stuff at retailers on stuff. Yeah. So like it's a lot more expensive. But right. like back in the day, 
I, I was low capital. I had under a thousand, two thousand dollars, but I was yeah. making it work. Like I could go to the thrift store and get 10, 12 things to list on eBay for twenty, fifty dollars uh-huh. or like a garage sale. Like I could I could get like I could load up a whole pile depending on like if it was like a uh, like an estate sale where like they run right. it and they kind of know or it was like a low-key garage sale just like around here sometimes i was getting like really good deals like on um i was selling a lot of uh i'm just trying to remember everything goes so fast mm-hmm. in the beginning i was trying to sell like uh i was selling a lot of clothes just like a lot okay. of like jackets and stuff just like um ll bean Mm-hmm. and um, but big brand name stuff and this is the yeah, part that fascinates sure. me because All you the, find yeah. stuff and you you basically you're just literally flipping i mean you're not really doing anything to it right if you find some at a thrift store you just turn around put it back on and list it for i mean how do you figure out a value at that point because you're buying it so cheap so i was everything that people are buying like is on ebay for the most part like uh-huh. if you look up a certain like Levi's like you know Levi's 511s Levi's 510s or like you find something like that and look it up there's most likely going to be some sold slash completed listings you just whatever the item is you're looking for you just filter the search sold slash completed listings right and it shows you how much the item sold for and the date so you could get a rough idea if you're if like you're seeing that pair of jeans sell like a few times per day yeah like you know it's a decent item and like you could get it for five bucks they're going for 30 or 40 um but the main thing i was flipping when i started was like old kitchen stuff really like that, what really that was like my dad's thing a little bit like old like revereware pans and like fobware oh. pans and just like pots and pans and sh- stuff like that and, like electric skillets like old like toaster ovens huh. uh, like just like ge toaster ovens like try to find them in the box okay like like it some of them knew they're going for a hundred a hundred fifty dollars and like me like i was picking them up for five ten dollars like it, it's crazy just like old like kitchen appliances like uh one good score i had at that a thrift store i got a under the counter can opener a black and decker oh under yeah the can under the counter can opener mm-hmm. it was 3.99 and like i got a bunch of other stuff and i had like a 20 percent off coupon that day i probably got it <laughs> like three 350 and i sold it for like 95 dollars jeez like plus like 10 dollars shipping and it was just, just stuff like that like i was getting so many like five for 50s 10 for a hundreds and it was just like stuff you wouldn't like think like is selling but it's selling like it's yeah. crazy and are you finding stuff that's like close to new i mean you said there's stuff that's still in boxes too but i i mean to me it's it's just fascinating to find out what you because i've seen stuff like that at a thrift store there's, there's literally stuff in boxes that hasn't been opened yet and people just hold on to crap forget they have it from a, a christmas gift or whatever it happens and then they just turn around and drop it off at a thrift store thrift store puts it up for whatever because they have you know they don't they're just they're in it to kind of most of them are nonprofits. i would you know but you're finding that stuff is it are you doing any work to it or is there stuff that's broken that you're still trying to sell so oh it was total 
like so like there was there was like phases to it like in the beginning like i would go to a thrift store or two a week or like two twice a week mm-hmm. and like it just wasn't working like i wasn't like making like any like decent like money at all i wasn't really finding anything right it wasn't until like i was every second of my spare time i was at a thrift store at a garage sale get buying something off facebook marketplace like i was in these uh discords were like kind of just starting up like reseller discords right so like they were starting up it was always people like talking about like look for this item like look for this there and like it was just constantly, constantly, all day, every day. It was the only thing I did. So, like, it wasn't like a like an eight-hour job a day. Like, I was mm-hmm. doing it right. 12, 14 hours a day. Like, I still yeah. do mm-hmm. because I, I like it. Yeah. Nope. He frees on us. And there's money. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> it's definitely – it's 50% the stuff I find and 50% the time I put in because I put in a lot of time. What have you yeah. noticed doesn't sell? What did you think would sell? And then, I mean, I think like, oh, you may maybe like art or something like that. And you're like, God, it just doesn't sell. Um, yes. Have you ran into things like categories that are like a no-go zone or anything like that? Condoms. Yes. So. <laughs> Boxes of condoms. Yeah. They're, they're, so I try to start with the clothes heavy because mm-hmm. everyone was only doing clothes, not only doing clothes, but that, that was mainly what people did was mm-hmm. like t-shirts and like jeans and you sh- shoes and stuff like that. And I did, I did find some stuff, but it was like 10, 15% of my inventory in the beginning, like let like 10% of my inventory. Mm-hmm. I was finding mainly like kitchen stuff, appliances, electronics, uh dvd players cd players vcrs i was selling a ton of those in the beginning hmm. vcrs uh, vcrs bro i what? getting them for again <laughs> two three five ten dollars selling some of them for fifty a hundred dollars that's crazy who was buying vcrs maybe like nostalgia it's, i don't know what that's, that's yeah the boomers it's it's just these certain <laughs> yeah it's just these certain it's Model gotta be numbers nostalgic. these people like. Yeah, huh. they they had it when they were a kid. Uh-huh. Like I'm sure, like if you could remember, like there was some VCR thing. Like if like you you really remembered, like yeah. oh we had that oh. one, and like my parents had that. I want to get that. So like that's what I think cool. a lot that's of it is. Crazy. Who's buying a VCR? But I was selling a ton of them. Huh? Dude, that's crazy. Be kind, rewind. Remember that? Be kind, rewind. <laughs> yeah, before you took it back to Blockbuster. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <clears throat> yeah i how how much in the beginning did you buy stuff and it didn't sell and then if it didn't sell what did you do with it? you just kept yeah. it kept it until it sold so i i often didn't run into too much of i didn't have stuff that like wasn't selling because when I started, I had no money. So like, mm-hmm. I wasn't buying stuff to take a risk. I wasn't like, Oh, I could sure. maybe sell this. Like, yeah, I'm going to get this sell in a couple months. Like if there was not like some decent information on like a recent sold date, uh, like a decent margin, I know after shipping and fees, I'm going to at least make 10, 20, 30 bucks, like yep. depending on how big the item, like I wasn't going in 
it was definitely strategic. Like, uh, I, w- I wasn't buying anything unless the, I, I had good info on it. Yeah. Sure. So for the most part, everything I was buying was selling. So what dominates your inventory now? Is there something that kind of like you always are looking for? And if you find it, you always get it. So now since COVID started, I haven't been to a garage sale or yeah. a thrift store. Yeah. yeah. So once COVID started, it was a total switch up. Like mm-hmm. I had to start getting everything online and mm-hmm. only yeah. online. Like now I only get stuff online. I don't leave the garage. Huh. I don't like go into in-store i used to do like an in-store route at the walmarts and targets by me i i had like a route of like four four targets and like four walmarts and and i was going every single day to try and get stuff in store but it's tough like i had a hard time here but like i know people in like other states that kill it like they go to their stores and get thousands of dollars worth of pokemon cards and sports cards and mm-hmm. i was going for a long time i couldn't find one thing on like they have like the clearance too uh-huh. like, I, there was one time i was going every single day for like almost a year like on the route one time i found like these four razor keyboards that were like 80 dollars, and they were on clearance for 11 bucks a piece oh my god and these like four mouses that were like uh, 50 bucks on clearance for like seven. That was the one time like I hit a nice score, but I was just having um, trouble at the on the in-store at the retailers here. I was killing at the garage sales and uh, thrift stores, but um, that just wasn't working. And that's when I went like full you know, time on the computer. Buying new, like going and looking for things on clearance and sale. Like that makes sense, but just it just for a layman like me, yeah, you know, it's like same thing. unless it's old and vintage and you can't really find it, how does Amazon not like uh, like monopolize that market? Right. All right. So if you buy, if it's let's say it's fifty bucks retail, let's talk about the mouse pads or the the mouses for saying it's fifty bucks, and you got it on clearance for ten. I mean, couldn't you still go into Amazon and just buy it for fifty bucks? So how how does that still work or, or, it, or is it, as, you know, it is a thing, but some people just prefer eBay over Amazon or at like walk us through that. Because to me, it just seems like, you know, I could just go on Amazon and just get it. Okay. So like you're saying, why would someone get it on eBay over Amazon? Yeah. Especially right. if it's something like new, you right, know, I can right. understand if it was like a vintage t-shirt or a VCR, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, something that's just like, so I could understand like you, we were talking about American pickers, like in that arena, I could totally understand it. You find it, someone's getting rid of it. It has a value to somebody else. It's either vintage or it's uh, an antique or, um, you know, discontinued or hard to find. But if it's just like a, a razor keypad, I mean, you could just go on to Amazon and buy a razor keypad. So then why would they go on and buy it from your eBay store? Is it cheaper? Sure. It's, um, it's sometimes it is like five, 10 bucks cheaper, which is like a huge thing for yeah. like mm-hmm. someone five, 10 bucks cheaper. Like I take that all day. And also that's what like I was thinking like Amazon does like fifth almost 50% of like like e-commerce sales are, is on Amazon like it's mm. absurd eBay has like around 6% Oh wow which is that like, low I didn't realize that okay Yeah but like 
it's still, if you think about it, people are buying stuff online like crazy, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just, it's real. The traffic is insane. Like if like, I could like show my like analytics. Like on like my whole eBay page, I'm getting like anywhere from like five to like ten million impressions per month, okay. which is like. I'm assuming like that's like um, either not specifically views on eBay, but like I think like a view on an ad somewhere too. So like it. it's just there's just so much traffic huh. online. So like whether it's Amazon, eBay, Target, Walmart, like people are just buying anything. Yeah. Anywhere. So the idea is you could you could essentially if you bought yours for ten, I guess you always have the ability to undercut. Right. Like, and that's what you mean by like five, 10 bucks. So if you, mm. you doing your research, like, all right, this retails for 60 bucks, I can buy it for 11. You're checking all the places. You see what they've been sold on, on eBay. You see what they're listed on Amazon. You're like, oh, I'll put mine on for 45 and I'll be the cheapest one. And with all that traffic, anyone who's looking for it, someone's bound to find it and I'll make a quick 30, 40 bucks and we'll call it good. And that's kind of like, so the idea is that you could still buy things new, even though there is a huge competitor, Amazon, um, you have the ability to be able to decide your profit margin. And if you want, you can be the cheapest at any time. For sure. Yeah, for sure. bargain shopping. And I mean, everyone does that in the I, store too, right? I mean, you yeah. go to the store and you're looking around for stuff. So it's, this, I mean, people are going to do that more online now. I mean, I'm sure, Zach, are you you're seeing kind of, is that kind of how it's summarized? You're seeing that more of people just looking for something five bucks cheaper? Um. Yes. And sometimes it's even, it's even the same price. It's not always like it's, it's cheaper. It's, um, it's, it's weird how it works. It's weird how it works. It's honestly, there's just so many new, even platforms popping. I don't know if you guys know about Mercari. No, it's just another new, like selling app, selling and buying app. It's just, there's so many people buying stuff now, like fate buying on Facebook marketplace is like getting really big. Like you could do like shipping on Facebook marketplace. I'll be damned. And it's just, it's the same thing. Like people just like, don't care anymore. People just (laughs) buy, just buy stuff to buy stuff. Like, you know how it is. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's it's almost there are people that are looking for that deal and they go to those certain platforms, but and I feel like there's a the majority of people that are just like buy it, just buy yeah. it, like mm-hmm. okay, if, like if it pops whatever, up before anybody it. else. So your online presence obviously is a huge huge deal because the faster they can find something, the quicker they're going to buy it, right? For sure, for yeah. sure. So how do you uh, how do you try? I mean, talk to me like I'm two. Um, Cause I'm sure a lot of our listeners won't understand this either, but so let's say you Pokemon cards, right? So you, you get your hand on some Pokemon cards. You got a good deal on them. You're going to put them up. There's probably a ton of Pokemon cards on eBay, right? So how do you get your Pokemon cards separated from the pack? Is there things that you do or just the fact that they're there is kind of good enough or do you like, you know, that's like kind of think search engine optimization type stuff. Like, what do you do to try to get more traffic to your products? Or is there anything you can do? For sure. There's tons of things you could do mm-hmm. for Pokemon cards specifically. So like there's a bunch, it gets kind of like uh, specific. It's like the sealed product, like mm-hmm. before you even open the packs. Mm-hmm. And then like 
when you open the packs, the raw cards, and then now you could also get them graded. So, like, you guys know about the card grading? No, no, not, not a clue. <laughs> so Look at me, man. There, I'm old. There's, there, there's, there's a Pokemon cards out there, like a perfect, like they call it a PSA ten. Like that's the grading company okay. PSA, and like a ten is like a perfect card. Like the corners are good, the centering's uh, perfect. Okay. There's three hundred fifty thousand dollar Pokemon cards wow. out there. Like it's wow. crazy. So like, so it depends. Like some I can't even wrap my head around that. It's crazy. So like you pull. So there's this box of Pokemon cards right there. Mm-hmm. The box retails for forty five. It's uh-huh. reselling for about ninety. And there's a, like a card in there that you could pull for the uh, Charizard. And like raw, it could be worth any raw, like ungraded, just when you pull it out of the pack of normal. Uh-huh. It could be worth anywhere from like two hundred to like seven hundred dollars. But if you get it graded and it's a 10, it could be worth anywhere from like a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, depending on it gets again, it gets real specific with like there's holographic ones that are like more rare or like just a normal Charizard. So it does it gets a little specific, but for um like listing optimization, I'm on like my listings all the time messing with the keywords and the Mm. title like you gotta you want to make it like what's something some like something someone would search up like right Mm -hmm. you're trying to sell the built by bailey's hat like you wouldn't you wouldn't want to put like gray and orange uh fitted hat you would want to put like fitted hat built by bailey's like you know you would want oh, yeah. Yeah, like the order like mm-hmm. yeah yep for sure yeah. like you just always got to be messing with it like putting certain words in front of a certain word switching it up and like you could see like it shows you like the uh the amount of uh views you're getting on mm-hmm. a listing mm-hmm. and then also there's a thing where like they a buyer could watch a listing so like it shows you like they're okay. watching the listing to see like if it's going to sell, how, if there's other people watching. So like you could kind of see if you're getting no views, you might want to take new pictures with like a white background or switch up the the title a little bit and like try and um, just mess with it to try and get more views or watchers. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the same games for a long time, but I mean, YouTube instagram all that stuff is just about the presence and so yeah you're constantly playing with those words and the way they're put together is more important than even the word sometimes just the way people search even like misspelled stuff you know if it's commonly misspelled then that's a good way to put something in too which i found but that's i mean i can't believe it's it's like baseball cards i mean evan and i used to get yeah. those and mm-hmm. you'd get them graded in the same way too for stuff mm-hmm. like that but it's uh that's wild, man. At this point, is this point, is it still just kind of you, just you doing this? Or um, like if you saw the next level of this, right? maybe that's a better question. Like what, what, so right now, you know, you oh. got inventory, you're trying to sell it, but like for you, what's the next level of this? So this, I only ever started sailing on eBay just because I knew working for someone else, wasn't it? I just knew yeah. if I could put in 
hours a day working on myself on my own business, it would blow out any paycheck. Mm-hmm. So this right. was just this was just my beginning. My goal with this was to get enough money to start like taking courses and like learning new things, which which I did and okay. I still do. I don't buy courses as much, but mm-hmm. like that was my main goal in the beginning. Like I had zero dollars. Like right. I just came home from college. I had under five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, like at all times, and I was like, "This can't, this can't be it." Like I gotta learn how to like be smart with my money. Mm-hmm. Like it, that was just like never a thing, and um, I just uh, I I never had like just from the beginning. I was just like, I just need to do something that isn't working. So I just started doing this. It was never, it was never a plan. I just, um, right. I just totally sent it. Totally but you've got the right mindset for it. I mean, that's the thing too, is you, you mean, we use the word hustle on this, on this podcast a lot, but it's, it's something you, you, you are, you're right. You're grinding. you people don't realize when they hear someone like you doing this stuff, you know, his life must be so easy now. And if that's, I mean, just, you're just sitting there potent, putting stuff online and you, the, the whole back end of this is so much work just to get to the point where you're at. And, and, and I mean, you did it in a, in a phenomenally short time in my opinion, but there's so many hours put into something like this that I don't think people realize. And I think that's why it doesn't work for most people. And you don't see more people doing it. Um, I know I people think it takes, tried it, but yeah, I think it takes a lot more if you want it to be your thing, your thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can go out on a weekend and hit up a couple garage sales and right. put some stuff up and maybe make a hundred, a couple hundred bucks a week right. or something like that. But if you want it to be your thing, if you want it to be your business, you know, and take it from a, a hobby that, uh, that you can monetize a little bit to a, a business, an e-commerce business, you know, like, even though the act is the same, the difference is, you know, night and day, mm-hmm. you know, and you can see that with a lot of things. I mean, you could, you can go in the summertime and just mow a couple lawns on the weekend, get a couple old people that say, Hey, I'll mow your lawn for 20 bucks. And you're like, listen, it takes me, you know, 10 minutes to mow this person's lawn and I can do the neighborhood to then having an actual lawn care company. Right. You know, and it's like, so, you know, Zach here has made the decision. All right, let me let me get comfortable with the process, right? Let me work out my own process, come up with my own algorithms, my own way of determining value and turnaround and sellability. And and you've been tinkering with that until all of a sudden you're like, all right, it starts to kind of dial in a little bit and you're like, all right, now this works. And then you can start kind of trimming off the fat and getting more lean. You're looking for specific products. You have a better process. You're playing around with the wordings. And next thing you know, it's like, all right, I think I have it now. I just need more stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And then once that happens, you're really just doing this massive inventory management where you're looking, buying and selling and shipping. And, and all of a sudden you have a legitimate e-commerce business that, um, and that's kind of why, I mean, is that, that, that kind of accurate, Zach? Is that kind of sound about right? Nailed it on okay. the head. Nailed yeah. It. And it's, and then once you get that, it's like, all right, well, how can I do this 10 times what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Right. How, how does that, cause there's only one of me and Shane and I have discussed this before, but you know, it's this whole cash is king and time is queen thing. You know, it's like, you got to have money 
got to have cash, got to buy products, but you also have to have the time to collect them, package them, sell them, Mm -hmm. research, do your analytics and do all of this. And pretty soon there's only so much time and you run into this equation of like, I'm already at my ceiling. I can't just go from 16 hours to 20 hours a day. Right. So now I got to figure out how to get time back. And that's kind of what I was curious about is, you know, do you ever foresee yourself saying, hiring somebody to say, go find these products for me, right? And I'll approve the purchases or maybe or on the other end, I'm always going to do that because that's really where the money's made. But what I want you to do is to manage keyword optimization. I want you to do the site work. I want you guys to do the cross-platform stuff on Instagram and uh, the marketplace. And I want to have some people doing shipping all day long. Do you ever see yourself getting into that that kind of direction um yeah i totally like wanted to do something like that in the beginning and mm-hmm. i always like always thinking about it i do have like just two virtual assistants just one guy that does like the answers most of my messages on mm-hmm. ebay and facebook ebay and facebook marketplace Mm -hmm. and one guy that does like um just like the bookkeeping like okay just uh keeps track of like the sales and stuff yeah so and like i don't love like managing (laughs) like i know i know i can but i don't like being a boss like i don't like telling people what to do so like i would definitely not only do something solo, but um, not specifically like uh, this. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I have so many ideas. Like, I could go on and on forever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always looking up different stuff all right. day long. Like, like I said, like, this eBay thing was just a start to just get out of, like, you got to go get a job. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Like, this, that. Like, I knew like, just like, like realistically, like I could just keep doing this. Like I could like tone it back a little bit. Like I could get it down to, I only work six to eight hours a day and I probably would make a decent amount more money than I would do be doing like anywhere else. Mm -hmm. But I do have like goals. Like I'm going to be a billionaire. Like it's set. Like that was like from day one. Like I I don't know how it's going to happen, but like it will um yeah and setting and when you set those kinds of big goals um, that's um when you set those kinds of big goals there's there's got to be you're putting steps in place i mean you're you're young man you're 22 years old but um you've got a million years ahead of you to 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 get this all put together but to me what i hear is i I love money i want to make it i want to be successful and help others um but this may not be the end game for you. And it's like kind of the, the fuel that's starting your fire to, to move into that. You know, I want to be a billionaire kind of range. Um, so what are some of the other things you're looking at doing? What, what, you know, are you, you're obviously in, you're, you're investing a little bit. You're learning that side of things. What, where are you seeing yourself go in the next year? I mean, we're in the beginning of the year, I guess. So, so. Yeah. So like I invest, like, I don't want to talk about investment specifically, but right. like I'm in yeah, generally, I'm in crypto. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I'm in stocks. I'm in crypto. I'm in, I'm, I'm getting, I'm about to get into real estate. That's going to be crazy. And I feel like 
just just that and like i know i know my e-commerce stuff a little bit i really want to expand and like learn facebook ads google ads um just like how to build like a real brand right and like just build like mainly i really want to i'm lately i'm working on like how to build a real brand and like something that like people like really fuck with right uh, mm-hmm. just like how like i fuck with like full send uh i don't know do you guys know full send yep it's just mm-hmm. like these like kind of like pranksters yeah you know they're, yeah. they're mm-hmm. savages mm-hmm. sick guys like just like phase uh the gaming team phase banks huge uh like uh, i guess you could say not idol but i totally look up to him great dude mm-hmm. right just like um they're really like for the people but like totally doing their own thing sure like i just uh yeah like i said i don't know how but it's gonna happen <laughs> you know what's yeah. funny is like listening to your story and then we had uh oh gosh Shane, help me remind me of the other young guy we had on the podcast. We had Adrian uh, on. Adrian, Adidas, thank yeah. you. Yep. And um, do you know Adrian? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, okay. Good friends with him. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much like, um, there's a lot of this like parallel story happening, mm-hmm. and and we didn't talk about it as much with Adrian, um, but I feel like it's a good place to kind of bring it up. You know, this whole like. You know, going and working for somebody wasn't really for me. You know, um, I sympathize, right, mm-hmm. with you, um, and so does Shane. Yep. You know, right there. my first business was in my twenties, um, and it was, uh, and I won't rehash that story, but um, <laughs> well, maybe we should. But you know, uh, I was working for a bank. I'll do it very quick. Working for a bank, and I get laid off in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So I'm like, you know, what is that? That's on like twenty nine or something. And, um, and I couldn't believe I was laid off. I can't, I like, they were keeping some people and I was one of their top employees at the bank, uh, recognized as a top employee promoted like a top employee. And I was like, Oh, and I was like, like, you're not fucking keeping me. Like, what? this is so strange. Like, like I'm the guy that works with all the other underperforming people. So you kept some of the people I've been mentoring, but you got rid of me. Um, and I think I know why to this day, but I started my first business at that point. Um, and it was a, uh, it was a lead generating. It was a, uh, for automotive leads called low penny. And, um, we, I had this idea where, you know, I knew from the car business that people bought leads, like it'll buy, you know, just names of people basically. Yeah. And you yeah. want to buy a car. Right. And I thought, well, this, there's, there's gotta be a way better way to to do that than just to go through the phone book and just call people, right? Or to get a list of names of people who just recently registered a vehicle or some shit, right? Mm. So I was like, uh, and this was kind of like Facebook, you know, it's 2008, you know, that was a thing now and everyone was kind of having their Facebook pages. I'm like, this is really what it should be. And I saw a commercial for uh, LendingTree, which is, you know, let the banks compete for you, right? So you go in, you do this and all the banks come in and make offers. And I thought that was probably a better way to generate organic leads, right? Is let me make my car buying portfolio essentially or profile, right? Here's, and I knew how to set one up because I came from auto finance and um, they would all come to a site. They would create their online presence. Here's me as a car buyer, roughly my credit, the money, the car I'm looking for, whatever. And then we would put that into a, like an eBay style back in lead generator where dealers would then go in 
and they would look at it and say, oh, there's Zach. He's got the right money down. He's looking for this car. I happen to have that car. I'm going to bid on it. Right. Okay. And so they were bidding on leads. And by the time the it, it was done, you essentially knew as the consumer that there was this, all this activity behind you and somebody had spent a bunch of money to try to get you. And so those leads were highly like um, uh, closable. It was basically like, look, I got the car, I got the color, I got the trim, I got the model, I got the bank for you. You can come pick it up. And it's like, boom, I didn't have to do anything except create a pro. Anyways, it worked. It totally worked. Nice. And we idea. sold, yeah, yeah and we fire. sold, um, we would pre-sell, um, well, the, the dealer would say, I'm going to buy a thousand credits and, and a credit was a dollar, right? So we could, and that's kind of how we ended up covering that. So a dealer would say, all right, I'm going to load up my bank for a thousand bucks and the leads would start off at like two, three dollars. And sometimes they'd go up to 10 or 15. Sometimes it'd be like a hundred. We also decided that we would allow the dealers to see what dealers were bidding on it to create even more competitiveness. So it was like, holy shit, the Ford store across the street, fuck those guys. Right. And it worked. Uh, And then I ended up, um, ended up going through a second round of funding and, and we're like, well, we're going to expand. We're going to get a sales force. We just need more dealers. We need to, we put, have advertisement going. Uh, and then I just ran out of money and I sold it for like next to nothing. And it yeah. turned into an actual thing. It was like, it was like, it's sold now the called auto true car. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, you know, it, it, so they turned it into a company called CarWoo. And Carwoo sold to Auto Trader for like two hundred and some million dollars. Um, two, two degrees of separation, and yeah, Evan's a billionaire. Yeah, so. right, right, yeah. <laughs> okay, but here's my point of telling that Sorry, story. Sorry, man, yeah. making him cry a little bit. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was right. Um, but the reason that's so important is it was like such a weird moment for me, mm-hmm. right? Because you realize you've made a mistake getting rid of it, you know, doing all of that stuff. Uh, but you also have this little like arrow in your quiver now. Like I did have a unique idea and it did work and it was successful, right? And more than the actual business itself, it's this validation of ability or, cog- or, or being cognit- cognitively able to do like what you're doing. And, you know, this whole go to college and get your degree and all of this it's fine. There's nothing wrong. No one's, no one was ever worse by having a degree. Right. Right. But if you think about the the whole system it's set up for, go to school, get educated, get the piece of paper, let someone know you're educated, right? Um, Let them know you've completed something, which I think is sometimes like 50% of it. Did you finish? I finished. finished. No one, no one asked for your GPA or like, did you learn anything? You know, so you're applying for a job. I'm like, I got a corporate communications degree great you're let's interview you like you want to know about the degree do you want to know what i know nope no fuck it doesn't matter you finished (laughs) this is a requirement right it's all just to go and use you either physically or mentally to be able to use as a company to generate some sort of potential profit right that's all it's just this weird machine right and i look at what's behind you right now Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah that's the fucking machine Right. That's it. So mission accomplished. There is no reason to go to school if school is for essentially this. And and anymore, you can if you want to get educated, just you know, read a book, go get a library mm-hmm. card, uh, research stuff online. And you know, what you're doing now is way more of like, you know, think of people going to school for business, 
it's like you can sit there and you can read about, you know, spreadsheets and forecasting and you can do all these things uh, that you would learn in school or you can just do it. And I would hire yeah. someone like you way before. Uh, and you said you're 22. Yeah. Like pff, hire Big you time. in a heartbeat yeah. over Hands-on someone experience. who went to school. Mm-hmm. Um, like I actually ran a seven figure e-commerce business or I can get, you know, Susie Q over here who just turned her books back in and she's ready to do something, you know, with like, hundred no. G's in debt. Yeah. With a hundred. <laughs> yes. Who has to make money now, you know, um, I don't know. I just think it's such a, I just anymore. Um, I hate to say it's like the death of college. I don't think there is. I think there's a place no, for it. There's sure. absolutely a place for yeah. it. There's certain, it, certain things you, you need to go to school for. It, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Certain things you want to go, if you want to be a lawyer, got to go to law school. Engineer. Engineering. Doctor. Uh, medical, right. Yep. Um, things like that. You got to go and you got to learn that shit mm. first. They don't let you do what you're doing with patients. No. You know, like, <laughs> like I do, I just people let me operate on them for a while and I think I got this shit down, you know. Uh, but, but in terms of business, in terms of money, I, I almost think it's like, it's almost an advantage just to start just to play around with your analytics and coming up with processes and learning mm-hmm. discipline and, and uh, you know, the whole skin in the game, you know, it adds this whole level of responsibility to things. And man, it's um, a dude, it's super impressive. And with saying all of that, that was long winded, sorry, but this is something, whether you want to expand on this or you want to say, all right, man, I'll, um, I'm going to keep this thing. Right. But what I'm going to do is, keep this e-commerce i'm going to keep it making the same amount of money mm-hmm. right but i'm going to figure out now how to make that same amount of money but get my time back right so now all of a sudden it's you know whether i can backfill it with a couple people right and they can keep this going it doesn't mm-hmm. lose any money it doesn't make less money it makes the same but i'm getting back five hours a day or 20 hours a day. And right. in my opinion, this is how you build substantial wealth. Absolutely. It's not necessarily that one thing makes a shit ton of money. It's that you have ways to make money that don't require a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And so now it's almost like optimization. It's like efficiency. And it's like, I don't have to move on from the e-commerce. I can just diversify my ability to make money by making my e-commerce even more efficient and optimized. And then I can turn that over to Susie Q right out of college mm-hmm. and I can pay her 18 an hour. And I'll be like, hey, aren't you glad you went to college? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I got you a job, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, is that kind of how you're looking at it? Are you wanting to build it more? Are you wanting to keep it? Are you wanting to like kind of go through some of that equation a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally love love your thinking spot on like and like i wanted i want to do everything you were saying i just um i don't have like i don't have any of like the logistics in place and it was just uh definitely i just got to keep talking like people like you guys or just Mm -hmm. like just people in general like Mm -hmm. and just like like i haven't been doing this long like i don't know anything right like like day is like something new so like for sure i've thought about all that stuff but at the same time um i'm also just like ripping it like all right i gotta i gotta list this i gotta like get on discord i gotta check this i gotta yep. so i definitely do gotta think about that more for sure but um yeah i just have a 
hard time. Just everything moves so fast. There's so much. There's so yeah, much life right doesn't now. stop, man. You're starting to learn yeah. that now, and yeah. I, you know, I wish I learned that at his age, Evan. I, it's, no you shit. Know, right? I, I got in. I got into it. I was. I knew from a very early age. I was not cut out for corporations. I was not cut out to go work for somebody else. Um, high school and college, I worked for a couple different guys, a home builder, um, a guy that did, I would call him a, not maintenance, but you know, he had a big landscaping company. I quickly worked my way up the ladder in the summers, um, between high school and college. It's kind of like managing crews. And the whole time I realized the same thing as you did is I can't manage people. I don't like telling people what to do, especially knowing that I'm making more money than them. And they're, I'm just basically telling them to go do this job that I know how to do. And I'm probably, you know, fully capable of doing and probably should just stay doing it. But at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, just finish that up and do this. And they watch me walk off the job to go somewhere else. And I, I just can feel that like disgruntledness behind me of like, you know, fuck this guy. What, why does he get to do this stuff? And in the business that I'm in home building, landscaping, all that stuff that we did in the past, there's um, unfortunately, unfortunately, there's a lot of minority influence in those jobs. And I always felt like, well, here I'm the white guy that's, getting slapped into that. So it was, mm -hmm. it was, I, I felt I had guilt. I had some guilt by that. And I think from an early age, 19, 20 years old, I realized I'm not, I'm not going to be cut out to work for somebody else. Um, but I, I went through all the protocols in college and, and I was going to be an architect and all this stuff. And I realized um, starting out early, by the time I think I was 22 or 23, I, there's no way I, I had arguments with bosses. I had you know, I had disgruntled coworkers because, you know, I would come in and say, I presented this idea and, and everybody else is like, well, shit, Shane's, you know, smooching and, and kissing ass to the, you know, the guys up. But at the same time, I was trying to work to make things better. And, and, and Evan's experiences too. It's like, yeah, yo, 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 slow, slow down. We don't need you to do those things. We just need you to do your job. And I just, at that point realized it's, you know, it's not going to be for me. And, I had to make a step and a change. Say, all right, well, if I'm not going to work for somebody else, how am I going to make money? What do I like to do? And then you get into that world and you get into that world quickly if you're good at it and, and, and energized with it. And you get buried because you're seeing quickly how fast things move. And you don't have time to step back and say, what's next? You just get into this vicious circle of go, 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 go. And next thing you know, shit, you're 30 years old and you're like, well, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah, it you know? takes it takes quite a bit of um, uh, self-reflection mm -hmm. because like, Zach, if you were, and by the way, I'm, I'm going to act like I'm speaking to you, but I'm speaking like indirectly to you, you <laughs> proverbial you, because um, you seem to be doing fine without my advice. <laughs> right. um, what I mean is like, um, you almost have to look at yourself uh, as the product, right? And you say, okay, well, where am I spending all my time, right? And I can, I can do this with my products. I can do this with my sites. I can play around with the words. And sometimes it's easy to lose yourself as really the product in here, which mm -hmm. is the buyer, the seller, the identifier, the researcher, right? And you say, all right, if I was a tangible product, I need to learn my product as best as I can, right? 
what do I do without having to be forced to do it? Right. Like what just happens naturally? What, 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 you know, there are things like for me, it's easy. There's things that I, you don't have to ask me to do. I just can't help it, man. I'm just going to dive into it and I'll stay up late at night, racking my brain about it. And I'll go down to my dry erase board and start like scribbling shit everywhere. And there's some things I'm like, God, I gotta get that fucking shit done. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and it's hard. Um, and you know, when, when you're looking at trying to optimize something, right? It's like the first thing you got to do is you almost got to look at time as a, um, as like this tangible item, right? And say there's 24 hours, you know, six is going to be this, four is this, you know, three is this, uh, 10 is this, right? And what are the hours that I, I'm going to do regardless because I can't help it? Right. I'm just drawn to it naturally. It organically happens for me. I'm addicted to the buying process. Right. Mm-hmm. So no one's ever going to take that because I just want to find the little piece of treasure like American pickers. Right. You don't have to ask those guys to go dig through a barn. They can't help themselves. You right. know, they're just like, look at all that shit. Let's go dig in it. Right. Um, but maybe they don't want, you know, the shipping part is just like, oh, God, like that's so transactional. That's not the fun part. Right. Yeah. And then you can start to say, all right, well, for all the shit that I have to like force myself to do, I can backfill that. I need to know how many hours I have to backfill that. When do I have to have those hours be used? How often? And then you can say, all right, how much can I afford to have someone else potentially do that? So that way I can focus on the passion part of it, right? And make sure that the pieces are there. And then I can replicate myself via other people. And then all of a sudden I get all of that time back, mm-hmm. right? So really, if you're only spending a fraction of what you're doing for your e-commerce, it's the part that you're going to do anyways. And now you're looking at it as, but it's hard when you're in the hustle state, mm-hmm. right? Because you're just like, it's go, go, go. There's always something to do. And it's like, you got to almost give yourself an hour just to like evaluate your hours, yeah. right? And just be like, oh, because otherwise you'll just keep going, right? And pretty soon you have all these fresh ideas, but you have no time left to be able to like really get those things going. Um, have you guys ever heard of the seven working geniuses? I've heard of it. I haven't really dug into it at all. Google the seven working geniuses. So it's... Um, it's this guy that came up with them, and I'm usually not into these things uh, that much, but it's basically like the seven working geniuses, or the idea is that everybody has at least one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not genius like, oh, I'm a genius. It's basically right. the way they define it is things that um, just organically you are, and the other ones you can be good at, but you're, you have to force yourself to do them, right? So there's like the first one I think is like wonderment. So are you someone that like, you're always like, I wonder if I could do that faster. Mm. Why aren't they doing that? Why? And it's the guy that sits around and just questions everything. Why would we not do that? Has anybody ever thought that that is dot, 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 or why couldn't we right? And so um, the next one is invention. The people who are just like, they see something broke and they just want to fix it. Whether that's actually something like tangible or a process. The other one's like this, I think discernment, which means that you just know it's uh, you can just discern whether or not it is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you just know it'll work. It won't work. It's the, it's where the wonderment guy gets with the invention guy. And they're like, look at what we got here. And that person's like, bro, oh, that's never going to fucking work. Like why? Like you guys haven't even thought this all the way through. It's usually <laughs> the guy that, or the guy or gal guy, proverbial guy uh, that can see the big picture easily. 
like, yes, I get it, guys. But what you don't know is you're going to get crushed by the Giants, right? So when you do that, all of a sudden, this is the guy that has that ability to look at the big picture really mm-hmm. clearly, right? And then I think there is tenacity, which is people who um, just want to finish some shit. I just mm-hmm. want to get it done. And they get a lot of like enjoyment out of seeing something from start to end. You know, it's the it's the person that mows the lawn and then sits there and just stares at it for a while. I'm like, God damn, look at that lawn. Fuck. I did that shit. You know? Um, then there's like enabler, I think is the person I just can't help. They're like, what do you got? Let me work on that with you. I I got someone that can help us. Let Mm -hmm. me build a team and they will enable the process. Anyways, you know, when I took this assessment and I hate these things, I really do. Like, I don't like, why do you, why do you hate them so much? I hate them because um, because they're they're designed for monetization, well, right? True facts. So they're like, pay this, take your assessment, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then do the follow up courses, and right. you know, now get the book. You know, this was the first one though ever, and I have to take these for corporate work stuff all the time, right? And I think that's also why I hate them. Like, yeah. if if one's so good, why do I keep taking them? <laughs> Haven't we already figured this all out? That's like if there's one self help book then there, how is there a thousand? There should right. be one. If it's right, there should only got be a one answer. of them. Right. <laughs> so that must mean, oh, I'm the product. That's how they make money, yeah. right? So it's usually why I don't like it. But I took this and I already, before I took it, just reading the definitions, I'm like, well, that's clearly fucking me. Well, that's clearly fucking me, <laughs> right? And it's like, they're going to basically score you as like one, right? Here's your highest. And here's ones that you scored strong in. Mm. And this one you can do well, but it doesn't come naturally for you. Right. And so when I took mine, it was like, you had three, like three were all high and it was wonderment, invention and discernment. Right. So discernment, that's interesting. So it was like, so first of all, it was kind of like, did you break it? Right. You're (laughs) supposed to get two. And I got three. I'm like, no, that totally makes sense. I'm the guy that's always sitting around like, I wonder why this and that. And that's why my my uh, uh, my uh, dry erase boards are always full. Mm. I'm always the guy sitting on, even listening to you. I'm like, I wonder if he just did that, or he could maybe do that. And I was like, I can't help it. I yeah. cannot help it. I cannot stop it. Right. And then I want to say, oh, you know what? I'm going to make it. Now that I've wondered about that, I'm going to make it. So it's the inventor part. And then the the discernment part says, no, that wouldn't work. You know what would work? And then I would do it. But where I always get stuck, and I know this so well about myself now, just I'm so self-aware at 42, and I've been doing this long enough, uh, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on up here, right? <laughs> it's just like, oh, and I wonder what's going on up here, because I'm wondering all the time, right? That I found out that, yeah, I can tell you what we need, and I can help you invent it, and I can tell you whether it'll work. But at that point, I'm like, hold on, like, okay, so where's my tenacity, people? Right. Who is actually going to take this somewhere now? Right. And then, and that's you the part. You gotta find that part of the yeah, that and team it's part like, is big deal. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal, man. Like if you really want to move something forward. Yep. And it's probably why I also feel you a little bit. I don't like to manage. Yeah. I don't like managing. I just wanna like I wanna stick my head like if I had an office with a bunch of employees or something, I'd stick my head out and say, I got it. <laughs> I got it. And you fucking 
people do what I tell you, and <laughs> you do, you manage those people, I'm out. I'm going to go back into my little laboratory, man, and come back out with something. You know what I mean? I don't like the whole managing part and making people's schedules because mm-hmm. I'm too busy like with ideas. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people who are like that, the real wonderment and invention people, don't like to manage. They rather be, they're more comfortable in their garage, yeah. you know, banging around ideas and doing things like that. But at a certain point, you got to like turn it over to somebody, you know, and that's why I'm kind of curious with you, like what 20 at 22, all right, you've proven you can do it, right? You can take an idea, right? And you've like wondered enough, yeah, make some money. Like, so your proof of concept for yourself has already been solved. And this is probably why you're like, I think it's in my future that I'm going to be a billionaire because I've already proved I can do it. Now it's just about scalability. Mm-hmm. Now it's about, you know, what makes the most money with my time. And you're already playing around with that with your e-commerce. So I would probably say you're probably well on your way too. So with all of that context, what do you see in the next 10 years? If you forecasted it out, not specifically, but if you forecast it out, just you in general, do you like, for example, do you see yourself um, finding a way to optimize the e-commerce or actually make the branding so much so that you could sell your e-commerce business. Um, I don't even know if that's a possibility. I'd have to think about that, but how you would do that. But um, what do you, what do you see in the next 10 years for yourself? Because you've already proven that you're capable. Right. Yeah. um, I don't think about it enough. The only thing on my mind as of recently is just, big goal from the beginning is just retire my parents mm. that's that's the main thing i think about right now and then like kind of my plan after that was like kind of just restart and yep. but uh i know what you mean so like um i've j- uh, recently i've like i said i've been trying to like learn just how to build like a brand like mm-hmm. come at it from the right angle still like want to think of something that like I fuck with so like other people could fuck with it too yep so and like like I just I don't think about that stuff enough I I don't know what I'm doing so it's just very uh neither do I (laughs) (laughs) no but you know what here's that's this is good advice and I'm not again I like Evan said we don't need to be giving you much advice you're you're doing fine on your own but but word of advice when he talks about his whiteboard I got it one too I am a big proponent of literally writing things down and leaving them up. And, and mm-hmm. you'll find as you get older, when you jump into our, our, our realm, there's so many things in your head and your brain literally fills with things. You need to write things down to continue to, to, to motivate yourself and not only to motivate yourself, but to kind of like stay on a path. And like I was saying earlier, you get stuck in a direction and then you're just kind of, you literally can't get out of that because you bury yourself to a point where it's like, I can't think about the next step because there's no way out. And if I do, I have to literally hit the brake and stop everything. And that generally is not a good idea unless you're financially set up in a place where you can say, I can take six months a year off to, to regroup and sit in front of my whiteboard and do that. Get a whiteboard for sure. You know, write yeah. down on, on, on a pad of paper. Um, just just start kind of i mean you, like i said you got lots of time but you start kind of just trickling in ideas keep those ideas with you you're a smart kid um and you're, you're gonna 
certainly do whatever you want. You've already proven that to yourself. That's, that's the, I think the first piece and I think everyone agreed confidence is huge, but seeing results from the things you project is so important. Um, if you can continue to go that way, yeah, you've got, you've got some stuff lined up as far as, you know, helping your parents kind of just turn things in and, you know, enjoy retirement. And then, and then your next step was, it's going to be focused on you. Like, what, okay, what's next for Zach and branding is a big deal for sure. We've, we've branded ourselves in the past. We're, you know, we're doing that again. Um, you can, if you got a good solid brand, you talked about Gary V earlier, that can go anywhere, right? People know who you are or know what that's about. You can go anywhere with that. And that's a big deal. So that's a good focus for sure. Stay on that. Yeah. What is, what is, when you say branding, like Zach, what do you, when you think branding, what does that mean to you? So when I think branding, I just think about the brands that I fuck with. Like I said, like full send and phase, like I know how people feel about the guys who made it, the culture, like around it, like Mm -hmm. how people like, just like, they would like die for that. And Mm -hmm. like, that's definitely something that I'm going to make. It's something I want to make. But does that allow, is that allow, so if, if you're branding yourself, because that's kind of what you're talking about, right? You're branding you, or are you branding, like, if I branded Evan, Um, like how, you see what I'm saying? Like, what is the brand? Is it you or is it a company? For sure. That's, that I haven't, no. uh, that, yeah, no, I don't no. know. No clue. I don't know if it's like, like my mindset of just like doing your own thing or like something like I want to like get behind with like, not like video games or something like that, mm-hmm. or just like, just like something general, like full send isn't about anything. It's just like about like, just kind of doing your own thing just right but it's so, tied it's tied it's, yeah it's, no it's tied i, I don't to something it's tied to you eventually you're always going to be linked to a brand no matter if it's your name it's your you know your your logo your slogan whatever it is people know you and you can take that and put it anywhere on a coffee mug on a hat um trump. on a video game trump trump's trump's a brand this it's a brand yeah. he's been a brand yeah. for a long time people yeah. cringe when they hear his name or they celebrate but it's a brand and you know what i mean like that's that's yeah. Um, I think you're starting to do that on Instagram. Um, I think that's, that's certainly a place to be, you know, social media is gonna, that's, that is a brand, you know, in itself, that's how you spread it. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a, there's a million ways to go about that for sure, but it's going to tie back to you as Zach. Right. And everybody relates to you on some level, whatever that's going to be. Um, and you can, again, you can use that and, and catalyst that to another brand. And then it's all a spinoff of whatever you want to do, but you know, it's, that's, I, I like that idea, especially, I wish I had done that earlier. Um, and again, you know, I wish I had a time machine. I'm hoping Evan will figure out how to do that, figure that out. Cause that would be nice. <laughs> Got, it. Got it. I'm go write that on my, uh, dry erase on your dry whiteboard time yeah. machine question mark. <laughs> Need one of those for sure. <laughs> I'm trying to think what's on my dry erase board now. Um, Oh, taxes, taxes yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes like, life has to be on there yeah. too. But the, just the other day, I was working on this whole communications theory um, as uh, what really is communications. And uh, I mean, I had that thing so detailed out, I ended up needing my dry erase board back, 
And so I just took a picture of it, but man, I had it so detailed into like six different verticals, uh, you know, like data is communications. And this mm-hmm. was partially because of the bank that I work for, um, where, you know, we, uh, it's a $12 billion sales entity, um, that, um, that I work in and, you know, communications is identified as our single biggest problem, right? And there is nobody that is in charge of communications. Um, so I thought that was just so strange that here you have this international bank that is one of the biggest in the world, Santander. And here you have their automotive finance division here in the United States. They own Chrysler Capital. And of course, there's Santander Consumer USA. And you probably even, I know around in New York, where you have new depository banks sprouting up everywhere, Santander. Um, And it's like, yeah, Santander (laughs) is, um, you know, it's funny you say that because of branding, because here in the United States, it's referred to Santander. Santander. Yeah. yeah. And so one of the first things I did when I took over the Colorado market here is I rebranded it. Mm. And I it's actually totally what I did. And I made this whole like joke about it with all my accounts, which are car dealerships. And like, oh, you're the new Santander rep. I'm like, I don't. Who's that? Who's that? And they're just like, I'm like, listen, Santander Sounds like some shitty subprime bank out of Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Santander is a trillion-dollar international bank out of Santander, Spain. I'd like you to do business with that bank. And they're like, oh, fancy, Santander. And it totally worked. Yeah. And everyone now, when they see it, like, San, San, Santander? I'm like, close, man. Look, you're trying. Getting closer. Right? Yeah, big, <laughs> important bank. That's correct. So when I walk in, I want trumpets playing. I want confetti to pop. Like, he's here, right? Um, not Santander out of Texas, right? Um, so that was branding. But anyways, we were going, I was, and, and it was just like, and I'm the communications guy kind of in our sales department unofficially and officially kind of mm. in a weird way. And it was posed to me on a skip level meeting from one of our directors, like walk me through the communications. And the first thing I said, it was like, well, we don't have anybody who's in responsible for it. So it is our number one problem that we have. And there's no one, there's no oversight. There's nobody that is tasked to fix it. And they're like, well, we all communicate. And that really was like, no, no, no that is the act of talking. You know, that is a willingness to collaborate. Communications is an actual thing that needs to be organized. And I started breaking down. And as an example, there was a Facebook like 2020 group. And it was nothing but finance managers and directors at all these dealerships, like 18,000 of them. And they would just get on these threads and just talk shit mm. about and, and misinformation about our bank. And I'm like, we need to have a communication task force we need to break it up into segments where someone's responsible for monitoring our online presence uh, there's 20,000 dealers here passing off misinformation about us and somebody should be responsible for getting back into the group and and correcting these people and not just correcting them but moving them into a more positive direction so not only is that incorrect but sell 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 right and because that's 20,000 dealers we can influence and those are the ones that decide whether or not to do business with us um And I just started breaking these things all down into these categories. And here's the thing about that. Nobody was doing that. Nobody. 
And it was, this was the wonderment part of me seeing around and saying, why is no one responsible for this? <laughs> I mean, you could say one wrong thing to a group like um, a big dealer group, like um, Auto Nation or something. And it would cost us, you know, $500 million. And I might be saying one thing to them, but I'm one division of our bank yet other people have access to talk to them. So I could be doing all this high level work, moving these clients forward. And then here comes somebody from our credit team calling them and they say something and it's all gone. And it's like, wait, we should be fucking talking. We should be saying the same thing. This should be intentional. We should be creating new narratives and we should be having an, and it was like, no one was doing it. And so I started just filling up my whiteboard um, with how that would look. And, you know, you send it over and next thing you know, it's like, we're going to form a communications department. You're like, yeah, fucking, you're welcome. You know? <laughs> um, and it's like, and thanks, Evan, we'll let you know who's going to run it. Well, I, didn't I just create all this for you? You know, it's like, awesome, high level work, you know? And that's how I know I shouldn't be in corporate either. That's, yeah. um, you know, it's just like, Jesus. Uh, but I think it takes something like that. I mean, that's kind of why I was going through that. It was like, you know, it's sitting down and saying, right, where am I at right now? What am I doing? How much more can this be? Am I reaching critical mass, right? Where is my time? Am I reaching critical mass with my time? And if you want to be a billionaire, I mean, you can do the calculations now. You can say, well, I can, I either can work the exact amount of time, but I got to make this much more during that time, right. or I can make this amount, but I got to get this much of my time back. You know what I mean? Um, it's just the math. It's just, okay, if I'm going to make a billion, I got to, that means, uh, and you say that's in gross and you don't, just using your e-commerce as an example, what's well, a billion divided by 365 days, I got to make that much in a day. Right. And it's like, well, shit, well, that means I got to buy this amount of stuff. And if I'm, you know, 300% markup, that means I got to, take that billion or whatever that is a number a day and divide it by that much. Cause that's how much I have to be buying a day mm -hmm. to be able to mark up, to get to that price. And then it's like, you could do the math and say, well, uh, this isn't going to make me a billionaire, you know? So I can either really expand on this and try to sell that amount of products. Right. Um, or I can use this as the catalyst in terms of capital, keep this going. So it's always feeding the money in. And then I can reinvest all my time by using that additional capital into new things. Um, and, and I think what I'm hearing is, Zach, you're kind of saying that's going to be the direction you're kind of going in. This is going to kind of be this meat and potatoes that's going to kind of launch you into doing other things, other investments, other businesses, uh, stuff like that. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this just gave me a really uh, good foundation for like business in general, yep. I think. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like about just learning like bits and pieces of other things that I want and then just like mashing them together. Yep. For like the most part, like I know I could like for sure, like, run a brand or something or, or like or like that but i would just have to like um just like the logistics of it aren't really there like the hiring the people the 
the idea behind the brand, but like, I know I could do it. Right. But that's uh, obviously uh, everyone says that for sure. <laughs> why do you think there's not, yeah. Well, why do you think the logistics aren't there? Um, I mean, they're not there cause I just haven't tried yet. Like no. once I start get, getting the ball rolling, like I said, I just don't have a real idea and I don't just want to like, just do something to do it. Right. I, I kind of just, um, kind of just like let everything happen almost like yeah. everything kind of just has been working out ever since like I started this like I it was so stressful in the beginning like I almost quit 10 12 times sure but like as of recently like the last six months like uh like last six eight months like getting on like the stream the stream kind of just changed like the trading fraternity stream sure sure kind of just changed everything changed my mindset so like it's um i kind of just take everything a day at a time so like i definitely don't think about the future i mean i do think about the future but um i don't know it's weird you know what's funny we said this shit to adrian sorry zach we said uh uh, you make hi and i you know what i said this too when we were talking to adrian and this time i'm gonna fucking look it up you make i think 80 percent of your overall wealth from the ages of 45 to like 65 right so that like that is where like in you you yeah when you look at your overall and if you think about people in general that kind of makes sense right you come out of college you work you work at the wing zone and you're and then all of a sudden you get a lot of experience you get those promotions you all of a sudden have money to invest you buy houses and you know next thing you know like your wealth all of a sudden really expands exponentially from 45 to 65 so if you're making the amount of money you're making now mm-hmm. at 22, you know, by the time you hit 45 and you're going to be fucking crushing it, you yeah. know, and there's a lot of it. It's hard for me uh, to not listen to you at 22 and for me to go back to my brain at 22 and just like, fuck, man, like I was I was thinking like this. I just didn't have the confidence right. or I had the advice that you shouldn't do this. I mean, that was 20 years ago. And 20 years ago, it was like, you need to go to college. You mm-hmm. need to go get a good job. And I think just even more so now in 2021, especially the pandemic, I think is accelerating this ideology of, you know, no, you don't, you know, you can sit, right. at, you can sit at home and you can make a bunch of money. Right. Um, you just need to, you don't need to do that. If it's just making money, you don't need to do that. Um, and I didn't at the age of 22. You know, right. I was just like, it, it was all about the job. It was all about your career. Right. And I wish I had either, you know, like what you know now, um, or I wish the culture around it was different now. You know what I mean, Shane? Like, I think there's both. I think for us, well, think if, if 20 years ago you had the opportunity, um, and I say opportunity only because there's technology has changed a, a ton. I mean, Facebook was just a brand new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the opportunity with eBay and, and online e-commerce businesses and, and zoom that we're on right now and all these things that have, have allowed this. I mean, we've always talked about this business has to adapt. Your business has to adapt or it's going to fail. And it doesn't matter what generation you're in. It doesn't matter what, you know, what, what year it's in. If you don't adapt to the things that are constantly changing, then you will fail. 
And this is just one other example of many businesses are, are having to adapt for shitty reasons, but also I think there's some of that was already changing anyway. And I, and I think Evan, if you had the same technology advantages and I'll put it that way, I guess that, that Zach has now, I think your mindset would have been different because you were already that type of person. I was too. We were just didn't have the resources. We didn't have the same sort of resources. I was doing some of those things on the side, even working for somebody else. And just like, I, I ever, I know I always saw uh, working for somebody else as I'm capped on how much I'm going to make. I'm capped on my ability to, to, to think for myself. So I have to do things outside of that um, in order to, to, to have success. In my view was success was, you know, what I create with my career and how much money I make too. Um, but I think some of the technology, if it was there and, and some of it was barely there. I mean, I remember when Facebook first started and people were telling me to get on and I'm like, I, I don't want to share my fucking pictures of, Friday night with people. I mean, yeah. it doesn't make Here's sense. My, but, look at my eggs this morning. Right. Great, and man. It, it drove me awesome. nuts to <laughs> see so my weird. post that stuff. Like, well, I know yeah. one cares about your half eaten breakfast. Yeah. It's disgusting. I don't yeah. want that. Yeah. But, but <laughs> YouTube was becoming a thing. And there was a little while where I was kind of creating stuff on YouTube, mm-hmm. but I was doing it to share with family and friends. I never saw yeah. that as an opportunity to take it somewhere and brand yourself and create things that never made sense to me because even though my mindset was there to get outside the norm, it was like, that doesn't, no one's doing that. Right. Well, I think part of the big difference too is, you know, and Shane and I, this is something I can say because I have failed more than you have. Um, (laughs) When I have failed, it is almost always under the same context. I was trying to make money. Right. Instead yep. of money being the result. Right. Yep. And I think whether you did it on purpose or not, Zach, um, your model, the e-commerce model with eBay and, and buying and selling is you can't you can't avoid it. Like unless you because this what it was the saying, like you're supposed to try to solve a problem or create a product or service that people need and want. And if you're successful in doing that then the likelihood you'll make money skyrockets, right? But if you're going out saying, I'm just trying to make money, then what ends up happening is you end up overselling something, right? Because you've never focused on it. This is the vacuum cleaner salesman, right? This is the, but if you really say, what I'm going to start with is not making money. I I need to identify something that can make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And then once I've identified that, I need to kind of let the money just, I need that thought just to sit over here. And all of my intention needs to go in trying to solve a problem mm-hmm. or create a product and service that people need and want. I mean, look at Zoom. I mean, Zoom right. is a huge yeah. problem solver, right? So once they were able to solve this problem of how do we get everybody looking at each other, organizing them, creating easy ways for them to connect and do all this, and they put all their energy and resources continue into that. Continue business, continue schooling. Yeah. 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 And once they get that set up, their ability to make money off of it skyrockets right. now because you now have that platform. You know, same thing with Facebook. You look at a lot of the technology, uh, you know, industry and, um, and you're just like, listen, they're all solving problems. Every time that you see something, it's just a problem solved. You know, Twitter, what a, what a unbelievably simple concept, mm. right? I need to say some shit and I need a platform to say it. And it's like, <laughs> what else does it do? Nothing. This like, you got something to say and no one can hear you. 
right? right? So let's give you a platform to fucking say it. And if yep. people like it, they can follow you. And if they want to share it, they can do that. And then the way that becomes monetized is because you're now an advertising piece. You know, it's, it's such a simple problem that was solved. And now it's worth gazillions of dollars. As a matter of fact, people make their own money being their own product on it. So, you know, I, that's always my best advice that I can give to somebody who's younger. Like, don't try to make money. Money is the result. Go and identify a problem. Solve a problem. Solve money a will problem follow. or create a product and service that people really need and want. And then if you're successful in doing that, then the likelihood you'll make money will, will go up. It doesn't mean you will. It just means that the, your, the propensity to make a lot of money will go through the roof. Um, and then you can figure out how to monetize it, but you gotta, you gotta kind of do those things first. Um, and it's still like the thing that, you know, I got a side thing that I'm working on and it's a huge problem solver and it's extremely profitable. And at that point, I'm not even trying to make money. I'm just trying to get this thing done and get it to yeah. market. And once I, that's done, then yeah, man, it'll be, it'll be huge. Um, that's like year five now and it's okay. Yeah. You know, because it's just like I'm not. I, I'm still going to solve the same problem. No one else has solved it yet, and and it's so much further along than it was even five years ago. Even five years ago, we thought we were there. We're like, we've done it. We've made it. And it's just like now we got to have this whole other problem. Like, how the fuck do we get this to market? Um, like, how do we get it to people? And where it got held up is we kind of just stopped and tried to make money off of it. And it's like, no, 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 we didn't do that right. Right now, we're just trying to shove it into places. We, it, right. we still need to, there's two problems here, the product and the service that needed to be created. And the other problem is market penetration. Like, how do you, how do you get this new thing into this like crowded market full of products and services? And there's people that are actively keeping these kind of things out because it's competition. And we had to like figure out, okay, well, we're, we can't go the traditional route. We got to figure out ways to slide this into market where there's very little competitor space. Um, and we're like there, it's still going to take a while, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, it's you and like e-commerce is such a simple idea that has a lot of complexity to it. Right. You know, it's the idea is simple. It's I'm going to buy something low and sell high. Yeah. Right? I mean, and I'm going to sell in a way that, mirror people's uh, buying habits, which is online. Um, and then all I got to figure out is where to find these products and how to get it to them and how to collect my money, you know, and then how do I do that wash, rinse and repeat? So <laughs> the idea is simple. I'm sure the complexity to scale it is complicated. I mean, right. you're talking about creating your own little algorithms and shit to try to figure out what to buy and how much and what to sell for. And should I use my limited capital to make that investment? No, I'm not going to. I'm going to have some discipline and buy the things that I'm supposed to be buying that I know I can move. And um, I don't know, man, I, I did. I, I love having these kind of guests. We should have nobody yeah. on except people like Zach. Oh, dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'll tell you this, this is, and I know we're kind of getting up against the, the clock again clock here too, here but, bit, but yeah. no, no worries. Um, I just wanted to, one, we'll, we'll have you shout out your Instagram here in a minute. Speaking of yeah, branding, because the, yeah. the stuff that's on here is, is phenomenal. This is how I know he has the right mindset about where he's going in life. He, he has these posts that I read all the time and I love them. But one that caught me recently was this one where he's talking about, I'd rather work and have no money and have no social life than be broke and hang in with the same people that were doing the same thing last year, right? Where people are spinning their wheels, doing nothing, and they don't have a future mindset of what they want to do because guess what, man? 
Evan and I know this very well. You ain't going to be 22 forever, right? <laughs> it goes away so quickly. Um, you got to be careful. Start walking around with things you like this. Have, you walk around <laughs> with a fucking cane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to take care of yourself. You got, but you got to, you got to see, you have to understand the future comes so much faster than you realize. And I, you know, I listen, everyone makes mistakes in life. You're going to, you're going to run into a ton of them. Success comes with failure. You're going to see that. Um, and I think you have the mindset to understand that's what's going to happen. Just keep pushing forward. But, but, but I know that that mindset's there because of the posts that you make on there. And, um, yeah, go follow Zach for sure. He's got some stuff that'll motivate anybody from 18 to 90 on there. So it's, it's phenomenal stuff, man. I really, really appreciate you stepping in, um, being part of the podcast and just, your story's cool, man. I just, there's yeah, a lot of young guys that listen to this, but there's a lot of boomers that listen to this show too. And I, and, and I know people that are looking like I'm done with their job, but they got to make money. How does, what's this eBay thing we're talking about? What do you mean e-commerce? I mean, there's, there's so many ways now, as Evan said, there's so many ways now to make money and opportunities. You're, you're a great example of what you can do without having any knowledge and just you just figure out life man it's it's phenomenal i love it i love it <laughs> yeah thank you thank you yeah how do we follow you yeah i'm um, just uh zachary sedano on insta z-a-c-h-a-r-y-s-o-d-a-n-o and we'll post that in the description below for sure but yeah go follow this kid man he's he's uh he's a hustler um he's also a helper and i really appreciate zach that you do that for other people yeah anyone um, hit me up sharing, anytime please yes he Love will certainly share information too. yeah it's it's all free um and yeah, that's cool. that's part of it turn it around and pay it forward um i know yeah. evan and i are about that too so 100%. man it's it's for sure very for very sure cool. well for everyone who's listening on itunes podbean uh, where else are we Spotify, at Verbal, Spotify, YouTube, yep. obviously uh, right here. You can watch the video podcast. So check yeah. us out. Um, I always like people watching it on YouTube because you actually get to see our faces. Our you get to mugs. see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I look like I've been recovering from knee surgery <laughs> the last four days. I wasn't going to say I anything. can't watch Rambo anymore. <laughs> Predator. I'm like, just like I'm getting stir crazy. Yeah. Your butt's sore. Oh, dude. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> just walking around. And my wife's like, will you fucking sit down? I can't. I can't. <laughs> Like I just what you guys are just gonna take care of me every day? Like, you know. Um, I've already been to Home Depot this morning, you know. So um, but make sure you guys listen, smash the like button, do you know, set up your notifications, follow us. Um, we have people like Zach all the time, and mm -hmm. you know, it's just uh exposure is uh if you're curious. You don't have to agree with everything that we say, right? No. But just being exposed to these things, you know, one thing may jump off the paper to you. One thing like, you know what? 99% of what that fucking Evan guy said is like, like I don't know what the fuck he's talking bullshit. about. But he did say something <laughs> that really kind of got me thinking or Shane seemed to really, man, he said that with so much conviction that I believe him <laughs> or man, Zach is, you know, so just listen, um, and then uh, make sure you guys stay tuned. Zach, thank you, man. This yeah, was man. very, very cool. I'm going to keep a close eye on you, my man. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to see guys. what the hell is going on with you. So this was great. So thank you, everybody. Be kind to each other. Love one another. Um, for the most part, it's pretty good, this whole life thing. Yeah. So don't don't get swept up in some of the other shit, right? <laughs> Just fucking stay in your lane and be a decent human. Right? <laughs> yeah. Not too hard. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this was fun. Zach, thank cool. you. Thanks, Zach. Thank Appreciate it, bud.
Yeah. All right, guys. Everyone take care. All right. Have a good day, guys. All right, man. Later. Later. You can see the world the way it really is.